Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome back, Senator Richard Blumenthal. We really appreciate how accessible you are here to us here on WICC in general, and particularly on the Lisa Wexler Show. Hello and good morning. Good morning to you. I love your show, and it's a pleasure to be accessible. Thanks, as always, for having me. So you made national news. I know this is something rather commonly associated with your name, but I think this particular issue is something that affects really all of us in every age group and every demographic. You have been on the issue of the responsibility of social media platforms for a long time, and you finally got Mark Zuckerberg in a head-to-head about it. I want to hear from you, Senator Blumenthal. What was your take on his testimony? I think he was extremely adroit and adept, but at the end of the day, unresponsive. You know, he apologized to the parents who were in the room, a very powerful moment because parents have really been demanding more accountability and responsibility from social media. They have been the voices and faces that have helped to drive our effort to pass legislation that will hold big tech accountable. But I think at the end of the day, all of his verbiage, all of his apologies, so-called, not really apologies, but he tried to frame them as apologies, uh, simply emphasized that we can't trust social media to police themselves. We can't trust social media to impose sensible limits on what is on the Internet, what is driven to kids, the toxic content about bullying and harassment, about eating disorders and suicidal self-harm, about the feelings of diminished self-worth and self-respect that many young people, particularly young women, have as they go to the dark corners of the Internet. And so I think we need legislation, our Kids Online Safety Act, also known as COSA. And on that point, when I asked Mark Zuckerberg whether he would support the Kids Online Safety Act, he refused to commit. He had, again, a lot of platitudes, 
a lot of euphemisms, but no commitment. We did get commitments from Snap and from X, formerly known as Twitter, and Microsoft. But the others on that panel, including Mark Zuckerberg, refused to commit. And so uh, we're going to continue this battle. And uh, I'm very hopeful because we have nearly half the Senate co-sponsoring it. Nearly half of all United States senators are supporting a co-sponsor of COSA, the Kids Online Safety Act, evenly divided Republican-Democrats. So we have a lot of momentum going. So let's talk about it because I really want to get into this because you know and I know – I know how deeply you care about the protections of our Bill of Rights. Free speech and free press pretty much are at the intersection of what social media is, right? These platforms can arguably be considered to be today's newspapers in a very real way. And obviously what they are allowing are the expression of speech of others. So tell me how your bill approaches that given the guardrails that we cherish over the protection of free press and free speech. Well, that's an excellent question. You know, there are a lot of people who say we ought to censor the Internet. And, you know, I respect the sense of urgency that they have about some of the really terrible content, whether it's pornography or sexploitation, um, suicidal ideation. But this bill is not about censorship. It doesn't block any kind of content. What it does is give kids and parents tools to disconnect from the algorithms. In other words, as you know, uh, a lot of social media's business model is essentially to attract the eyeballs, keep them longer watching because that means more advertising dollars. Well, that's fine, but parents ought to have tools to supervise and disconnect their kids from algorithms that are driving certain kinds of content that may take kids into the dark rabbit holes of doubting their self-worth, looking at body images of people who seem to be perfect and knowing they can never approach them or trying to approach them and having problems with eating disorders and so forth. So parents ought to have tools. Kids ought to have tools to disconnect more readily. And when uh, social media feels or knows that they're causing harm and they can stop that harm, they should be held accountable. They should be responsible. There ought to be a duty of care narrowly defined to the harms that it is causing. In other words, it's not a, a censorship. It's basically that they have a duty of care. But if and you establish a duty of care, Senator, I'm just playing devil's advocate with you. If you establish mm-hmm. a duty of care, you know right away lawyers, attorneys general, if not private causes of action, class actions are going to glom on to a breach of that duty of care. I mean, very clearly. Is the compromise in some kind of a, is, is the compromise in some kind of a penalty that is also, in a way, an insulation of immunity from gigantic lawsuits where I, I don't know what the answer is here, but I can understand, and I'm playing devil's advocate with you because I, I think that these companies know full well what they're doing and that we've always made an exception when it comes to being able to treat our children different than adults for everything. But I just wonder if what they're really worried about are lawsuits 
that will come as a result of your bill? Well, the primary responsibility for enforcing this measure is with the Federal Trade Commission. And uh, we are looking at what other means of enforcement there may be. The, the attorneys general right now in our legislation has authority, but we're looking at whether perhaps we want to limit it to federal authorities. So we're continuing to respond to some of those criticisms uh, or concerns, I should say, because they are well-motivated. We understand the reasons for them. There's always a fear of abuse or, in a sense, uh, unintended consequences, and we want to safeguard against them. But I would emphasize it's not about censorship. It is about giving parents and kids tools, and a duty of care doesn't necessarily mean that there will automatically be lawsuits, but when social media plays on the harms, knowing it's causing harm and actually aggravates the harm to make more money, there ought to be some accountability. Yeah. So, okay. So what does that really look like? So would that look like uh, settings? In other words, what is it, what does it come down to? Because parents are, there is a true generation gap and it widens over time between people my age, your age, and even 10, 15 years younger than us, and what we can absorb in the way of new tech information, and the kids who seem to glom onto it, you know, like applesauce as babies. I mean, they just, it's so easy for them. What education, what, what, how easy can we make it for parents to do this? And maybe grandparents and others that are watching their kids. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I can't guarantee we can make it easy, but we can certainly make it more readily possible for parents who are becoming more adept at using features or apps or other devices on the Internet to safeguard their kids and know what their kids are doing. Yeah, because well, that's key, isn't it? Because you point out very, very well, uh, kids can find all sorts of ways around limits, including age verification, as you know. But here's the main point. We want to put more of the burden on the tech companies and social media. In other words, they're, they're saying, oh, well, parents have that responsibility. Well, yes, but parents don't always have the knowledge or expertise. And if it's, in a sense, a competition with their kids, they're, they're more likely to lose. But the tech companies, if they know they have a responsibility 
will exercise greater caution and care than what they permit on the internet. You know, and I that saw, is not yeah. that is not censorship. That no, is not no, no. censorship. Listen, I saw today in Houston. I don't know if you saw this in a passing headline. But in Houston, Texas, one of the public high schools, the principal decided that he was going to have to ban cell phones between in school hours. People are going to have to dump them in a basket and pick them up on the way out, which to me makes the most common sense anyway, because there were so many fights in school over this. And do you know that the kids were so upset about this that they started rioting and they had to bring the police in because they're so attached to their cell phones, as we are as adults, that they can't even spare six hours a day to be learning in school or having lunch with kids in a cafeteria or doing their sports. So, And why do they want to have their phone? Because they want to be texting, because they want to be on their Facebook, they want to be on their Snapchat, whatever it is that their social media platform is. And... You know, it's very real. It's very much a part of our lives today. It really is. It is very real. And as a matter of fact, I'm on my way right now. I'm on the merit heading to a roundtable with educators in New Haven about the Kids Online Safety Act and why we need these kinds of rules and safeguards, because it is affecting schools and teaching and education. They are spending precious time and resources as teachers supervising social media. I know it's ridiculous. Harmful effects on terrible on mental health. So and and Senator Blumenthal, is this a bill that is originating in the Senate, but already is being looked at by the House? Is it substantially the same in House and Senate already? Where is it legislatively? Where it is legislatively is it's been reported out of the Commerce Committee of the United States Senate unanimously. It is supported by more than half the Senate, uh, co-sponsored by almost half of all senators, evenly divided Republican Democrats. And we have a companion bill in the House that will be ready to go. But we want to originate it in the Senate and build momentum with an overwhelming bipartisan vote there so that we go into the House and it goes from the Senate to the House with uh, strong support and clear bipartisan backing. And when you have a bill like this, do you look at it from a point of view of whether or not it will survive constitutional challenges? Is that part of sort of the underlying research that goes into a bill before you see it, a bill like this? Absolutely. You know, uh, I served as attorney general of our state and before that was U.S. attorney. I have a very strong sense of the Constitution and its protections for free speech and civil liberties. So we have a responsibility, independent of the courts, the Congress has a responsibility to make sure that laws are constitutional. All right, Senator Blumenthal, before I let you go, how are we doing with, um, how are you holding up to a lot of pressure on your support for and of Israel, given given all of this, given everything that's gone on, given the war, given the remaining hostages, just given all of this that's in the news every single day, how are you holding up? How is the administration holding up in your view? And is their support of Israel still relatively unwavering? What What's going on? Uh, I certainly continue to be a strong supporter of Israel's right to defend itself and dismantle Hamas, a terrorist organization that is sworn to destroy 
Israel and annihilate the Jewish people. I also believe that it has to accomplish those goals with the minimum possible number of civilian casualties and has to permit increased humanitarian aid. And so the supplemental that's under consideration now provides not only support for Israel, but also humanitarian aid. And I think that we need to continue to advise Israel as a friend. You know, Israel is one of our best friends of the United States, one of our most essential allies in our national security in a very dangerous part of the world. But friends have to be frank with friends. And I said face to face to Prime Minister Netanyahu and our our diplomats like Secretary of State Tony Blinken, who's on his way there now, have done the same, that we need to see an increase in humanitarian aid to Gaza and the supplemental that we're considering now would provide it, along with more military assistance. So I am hopeful that we'll pass this supplemental, that we'll continue our support for Israel. And in the long run, uh, I continue to believe that a two-state solution is possible. It may seem to many like uh, more a hope and an aspiration than uh, an accomplishable goal, but I think it is the key to peace and stability there and normalizing relations with other Arab nations like Saudi Arabia. I think all of it is possible. But we need to think about what happens the day after Hamas is dismantled as a terrorist threat. But the first and principal goal right now has to be um, some kind of temporary pause, maybe a lengthy one if possible, that will enable return of hostages. I've met with loved ones of those hostages. I've met with them in Israel. I've met with them here. And the humanitarian plight just is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. So I'm hopeful for a pause yeah. that will enable return of hostages as well as more humanitarian aid and reduce civilian casualties. Senator, do you have a moment to take a phone call? We have a listener who wanted to ask you a question. Do you have one more moment? Sure. Okay. Sure. Gloria from Westport, you're on the air with Senator Richard Blumenthal. Uh, good morning. And it's not a question. But first, let me wish you a happy and healthy belated New Year, Senator. What I wanted to say is, and I you're quite welcome, I want to thank you. And I think of this every time I see you, you're everywhere. I don't know how you do it. You must have multiple clones all over. But thank you for always (laughs) being on the right side. You're always on the right side of every issue. And again, thank you for all that you do. And you do a lot. So... That's that's basically what I wanted to say. You're truly a Gitta Neshoma, and keep up the great work. You are very kind. Thank you. you. That really means a lot. You're very kind. I thank you. Uh, And I'm actually, after we do this roundtable in New Haven, I'm going to be taking a plane to to Washington, a flight to Washington uh, early afternoon. So your very kind comments will, will bolster my determination as I return to the the maelstrom of our nation's capital. 
Thank you so Thank much, you. Senator Blumenthal. What a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for your activism. We're going to be following this COSA bill very closely. And uh, at all times, you're always welcome back on the show if there's anything in particular you want to tell our audience. So be well, travel safe today, Thank and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Lisa. Take care, and I'm always honored to be on your show. Thank you. We'll be right back with more of the Lisa Wexler Show here on WICC. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com. 